you've reached the Health Fit NZ podcast, here to motivate and educate you to be a fitter and healthier version of yourself. This is a mother and daughter collab. I'm your host, Bianca Prentice, and I'll be sharing with you the chats I have with my mum, Carolyn Edwards, and other special guests. Feel free to subscribe and share this podcast, as well as following us on social media to stay connected and up to date with everything health fit. Hey, welcome everybody to the second health fit podcast. I love that you've joined us today. This month's guest, I'm so excited to introduce you to in just a moment. She has a bachelor's degree in both sports science and health science, diplomas in naturopathy, herbal medicine and education, together with certificates in nutrition, holistic health and personal training. And on top of all that, she is currently the New Zealand business manager for USANA Health Sciences. I think it's safe to say this woman is crazy about health. Everyone, let me introduce you to Debbie Beard. Welcome, Debbie. Oh, thank you, Bianca. It's, it's great to be here. It's so lovely to have you here with us today. So this month's topic here at HealthFit is weight management. As you may have already seen on social media, which is HealthFit NZ, in relation to weight management, I know there is a whole lot of hot topics out there right now about which diet you should be doing, whether or not you should be taking collagen, what time of the day you should be eating, but not to worry because we have you here today. <laughs> you can answer all the questions that we have going on in our head, Debbie. So thank you again for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm pleased to be here. Yay. So to start us off, I just wanted to ask you, um, what made you so passionate about health? Okay, well, I suppose I have always loved health, well-being, fitness, exercise, that sort of thing. I um, started play- doing gymnastics when I was very little. Yeah. And obviously, um, a high-performance sport, you've got to really eat well, sleep well, um, look after yourself, recover effectively. Um but I am six foot, so clearly not quite the gymnast type. You are so <laughs> slim and tall. It's amazing. But a bit of a giraffe. So you can imagine a giraffe on a beam. It doesn't really go hand in hand. Gorgeous um, hair too. Oh, so thank you. as well. <laughs> um, so I got into coaching, you know, when you can't do yeah. your coach or teach. Yeah. And I realized I just loved helping others learn about my passion for sport and then that led into PE I became a PE teacher um, and I realized that so few kids especially teenagers love sport so so it kind of became a bit of an ambition to encourage kids to enjoy teenagers to enjoy and that then turned into you know personal training as well Mm. and um, getting my postgrad in adult education so I could support people moving into degrees getting Mm. that Mm. love for health and and well-being and that's when I took it a few steps further yeah wow that is so cool (laughs) (laughs) I must admit PE was one of my favorites oh yeah yeah I loved it Um, so why do some people find it more challenging though to lose weight as they then get older we see that was when they were younger but as we get older I know for me as well I find it harder a lot harder to lose weight when we want to and why is that okay so I mean it it comes down to unfortunately we're not as active 
as we used to be. You know, like think of school days. You would walk to school. You would have one PE session. You'd have an hour lunch, you know, mm. where you'd probably run around. Then you'd go and play sport or do some sort of activity after school. Um, so you just had more activity in your life. Unfortunately, when we're doing a desk job day in and day out or driving kids around all day or whatever it might be, we're more sedentary. So unfortunately, less muscle mass. Mm. And when we've got less muscle mass, it actually increases our fat mass. And so we might not necessarily change our weight on the scales, but you've actually slowed your metabolism right down. Because when you have less muscle, you you slow your metabolism down. And unfortunately, it's apparently 1% to 2% um, slower each decade as you age what? after 20. No way! Yeah. Now so, I'm more freaked out to get in my 40s. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. So after 20, your metabolism slows by 1% to 2% every decade. Wow. So can you imagine what it's going to be when we're 80? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So would you say the key is to keep moving? Exactly. Yeah. So no matter how you can do it, if you – so I like the word snacktivity. It's mm. like activity but in snacks. Yeah. Because especially, you know, That's busy mums. I mean, I've got three kids as well. Mm. And, you know, it's life's, life's frantic. And I'm always the glorified taxi or working. So yeah. I'm always on my bum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so if we can include little snippets of exercise throughout our day, it will Mm. actually increase our muscle mass and that in turn speeds up your metabolism. Mm. So it kind of works hand in hand. Obviously, you know, the amount of calories you're taking in to the amount of calories you're expending is important to kind of balance as well. But yeah, just have you got any little tricks on how to keep an eye on the calorie? Yeah, so the amount amount you eat, I mean, like if we're talking hormones or things like that, it's, it's quite easy to kind of work around that but I suppose looking at you know like your your palm as the size of a uh, as of a portion Mm. so for instance meat should never be the size of the inside of your palm excluding your fingers Mm. um if you're talking salad greens I mean your plate should be 70 percent you know greens so um, yeah so salad should be predominantly the main part of your diet and then salad or fruit or vegetables Mm. that sort of thing Mm. and then your lean protein so you know Breast Are they the ones with the calories? Fish. Yes. Yep. So proteins are higher in calories, fats are even higher in calories. Yep. However, they're very, very important as well. Yes. So we should never exclude anything just because we think it's higher in calories. Yep. It's yep. all about that balance. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really so good. So I suppose, I suppose the best way to eat is to think um, nature-made rather than man-made because mm. the you know the processed breads, processed pastas, processed anything that's got sauces, anything that's um, biscuits, chips, you know, all mm. of those sort of inside of the supermarket aisles or the yes. aisles to avoid yeah. yeah all the processed kind of yeah, stuff exactly. yeah exactly um and what role would you say that like what role do hormones play in weight gain and I guess in some cases people's inability to lose weight as well no definitely and I mean that's the hard part as we age things do kind of control our weight loss unfortunately mm. but it is a hormonal thing. So our hormones are kind of like a um, way of messages being sent around our body just mm-hmm. at a very slow rate. So your brain is one type of signaling process. You know, your brain tells your hand to move and it does. Mm-hmm. But then hormones are a way of your body, your endocrine system telling your body what to do. For wow. instance, store fat, mm-hmm. you know, or things like that. And we've got a variety of hormones that all come into play for weight weight maintenance sort of thing Mm. for instance you've got the hunger hormone and um, kind of the the satiety hormone the full Mm. hormone so the hunger hormone is called ghrelin Mm. and it tells us we're hungry Mm. and um, you know that ravenous feeling where you just 
don't feel like you can eat enough. And then oh, yeah. I feel like <laughs> my insides are eating themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's a hormone that's, yeah. that's creating that feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, it, we actually need to control that because mm-hmm. sometimes we can overeat as a result. Yeah. And, you know, you eat your entire plate and then some of your partner's plate or their kid's plate. And plus you've been snacking while you've been creating all of the meal mm-hmm. prior. You know, so it's... Ways of kind of controlling that hormone is very, very important. Mm. Likewise with Lipton, because that actually um, switches off the um, the hunger feeling, so it makes mm. us feel full. So mm. those two are very important. Um, and then we've also got cortisol, which is a stress hormone, mm. and um, that can elevate our other hormones. Mm. Um, it can also cause um, us to be desensitized to sugar. So consequently, you know, diabetes and things like that can set in. Mm. It's also, um, so cortisol is actually a really good hormone though because it gets us out of bed in the morning. So Mm. it wakes us up, but in excess, it can cause so many detrimental effects to our health as well, like Mm. elevated heart rate, elevated um, cholesterol, um, elevated blood pressure, things like that. Mm. Um, So hormones are tricky ones. I mean, also another one is... um, for instance, the thyroid. So the thyroid actually regulates our metabolism. So if you've got low thyroxine levels, it can actually slow your metabolism right down. Mm, wow. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many. And like, as I said earlier, with increased protein, we actually have more growth hormone. And that actually speeds up our metabolism as well, helps us to use the fat, the mm. body fat as well for energy rather than storing it all the time. And there's, it's so like even balancing. like stress and things like that can create um, weight weight gain or yeah. affect us yeah. losing too much weight as well yeah. depending on who you are completely yeah. yeah so cortisol really does that and it elevates all of those mm-hmm. functions you think if you were in a stressful situation and your body goes you know what I need to store this fat mm-hmm. because I might need it for fu- you know for mm-hmm. future reserves so constantly it's storing sugars mm-hmm. storing fat and slowing the metabolism down mm. so that when you are sprung with another stressful yeah, situation yeah. you can manage mm. unfortunately our stresses these days are kind of tolerable and toxic not really you know you see a lion out on the street and you run away yeah yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. um so just on that hunger hormone too like how do you train that hormone you were just talking yeah, about, so about that you definitely can i mean it is there's, there's a few tricks to the trade, I suppose. So um, drink a glass of water before every meal. Mm. It just helps with the hunger feeling, you know, so you're not ravenous. It's perhaps And is it the same for drinking throughout? Because I hear some people say it's not quite good to drink while you're eating. Yeah, and I suppose with everyone, you know your body. Mm. So if you battle with indigestion or if you perhaps get a bit of flatulence or, you know, burping or something like that, mm. then drinking through your meal is not a good idea yeah. because it's um, what it's doing, it's pushing the hydrochloric acid out of your stomach towards your throat and then you kind of like, you know, get that heartburn, horrible feeling. Mm. Um, so then no. But if you don't have any symptoms from it, definitely mm. drink a glass of water before your meal. Other aspects are, um, back in the day, we used to have something called the bitter you know, like you would have like a sorbet or um, like you'd chew on a mint leaf before mm. a meal because what it does is it stimulates the salivary glands. It stimulates kind of the digestion process. So when you eat, you actually digest 
the food. Mm. Plus, we used to cook on a stove and, you know, you would smell the aroma and so that would get you hungry and then you'd eat properly. These days, okay, sure, some people do cook properly, but, you know, so many people microwave yeah. meals and, yeah, you know, or they yeah. race in and they've got a roast chicken that they bought from the supermarket and they quickly wolf that down and then... Totally. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, we live well, in... Well, my husband, oh my gosh, he, his mother used to always say, and now we say it, and now the kids say it as well, is that he eats so fast that he thinks his food's running away from him. Like, it's actually really bad. And it is bad. So that yeah. creates indigestion and then you don't actually digest your meal properly. Are you listening, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> So it's and it, everything with our bodies is kind of a vicious circle. So if you start mm. doing something one way, it has repercussions. For instance, um, making your body insensitive to the the food you're eating, so you don't mm. metabolize the nutrients properly. So then you start having um, imbalances in your micronutrients. So you might have low levels of iron, or you know. Uh, zinc or selenium or something like that because you're not actually absorbing it out of our nutrients mm, yeah. and unfortunately our foods these days aren't the greatest anyway you know we don't do crop rotation we don't have the minerals in the soil that we should have so then our fruit and vegetables don't necessarily have the vitamins because you know you need minerals in the soil to make vitamins and yes. so that's where supplementation kind of comes into it yeah tell me a bit about supplementation like Okay, well, I mean, we both believers in it, I know that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, as you said, I work for USANA Health Sciences. Yeah. Um, the, as, as we know, the, our diets aren't enough. Mm. We, um, especially here in Auckland, we live such a fast-paced lifestyle, yeah. um, busy with jobs, busy with kids, and if we're not getting enough micronutrients, so our vitamins and our minerals, our bodies are going to become depleted. And um, at the Rio Earth Summit a few years back, actually, they, they kind of stated that there was this new deficiency called micronutrient deficiency. Mm. And it's a way of eating ourselves hungry because no matter how much you eat, you're not getting those essential nutrients. Mm. So consequently, wow. your body's not rejuvenating as it should. Yeah. Um, and we all want to live a long, healthy life. But yeah. unfortunately, these days, there's so many... Um, aspects that kind of come into play and smallish to start with like allergies you know eczema asthma yeah. things like that and we kind of dismiss them as you know day to day but if we have a solid foundation of nutrition mm. so our what we put on our plate what we put in our mouth yeah. plus a balanced nutritional um, supplementation plan that backs that yeah we would actually see a greater kind of percentage of longevity you know living a longer life oh, a healthier totally. life than we currently do. I mean, mm. yes, you can't always say that supplement is the key to, you know, curing or causing or anything mm. like that, mm. but it supports longevity and health. And but it could be, right? And it could be. It could be. Exactly. We just don't know. And the, the results are there and, the you know, the research is mm. there. The science, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, you may feel like you've already answered this, but um, we did want to dive a bit into the practical things that we can do to support our hormonal health mm. um is there anything that you have yeah so i suppose a little bit more um good sleep mm. so we should be sleeping seven to nine hours a night um so i'm sure everyone's heard of melatonin you know it's the sleep hormone um if you don't sleep enough your melatonin levels drop and then what happens is you store body fat because mm. that melatonin actually is telling your body to store so that you sleep better because when you've got body fat, then your melatonin levels go up. Mm. But it's it's going to be a vicious circle then because yeah. you know, then you 
you put on more weight, you sleep less, and then the levels drop and drop mm -hmm. and so forth. So um, melatonin is very important to keep that balance. And how we make sure we have that balance is green leafies, healthy fats, um, having foods that are full of grains. Um, you know, we don't want the high GI foods like the white breads, sugars, mm -hmm. um, rices, things like that. You mm -hmm. want things that have um, a good fibrous base to them. Mm -hmm. But what, like what I said before, thinking nature-made rather than man-made. Yeah. Um, also things, as I said, fiber would definitely help. Exercise is so important. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like a highly intense aerobics class at the at the gym. If that's not your thing, it can be a walk, mm -hmm. it can be a swim, mm -hmm. it can be yoga class, anything, anything that kind of just gets you breathing, because it's also the breathing that's so important for uh, monitoring your hormones and posture. You know, like if you're getting enough oxygen in, every single cell in your body needs oxygen and it needs energy to perform all of its processes mm -hmm. it's doing. And the hormones also need that oxygen to actually, you know, be utilized effectively mm. and not be overproduced or underproduced. So breathing, sleeping, eating, it all goes hand in hand. I just love it. Yeah, the relationship between everything and the mm. way the body works. It's not as simple as just eating no. a diet, right? No, exactly. And I think that's why we get so confused because mm. so when I studied, I did sports science yeah. and I was like, oh, this is fantastic, but I've got so many questions. And yeah. so that's why I went back and did health science. But by that stage, you know, the mm. food pyramid that I did when that we studied when I was doing sports science had completely been flipped on its head because back <laughs> yes. then it was, you know, bread. It's pastas, the yes, way to go. I remember um, that. Not the giraffe bad, guy, but, but Harold. Exactly. <laughs> Harold the giraffe. Um, and then all of a sudden it was flipped, and we need it, you know, essential fats, and we need our proteins, and, mm. you know, avoid those grains, but have the fruit and veggies still, obviously. Um, and so if we get that balance right, you know, having understanding your body, understanding what mm. you need for your body, and making sure you've got everything incorporated from exercise to sleep to hydration to breathing it just all works in a balanced manner real harmony mm. with it all that yeah. is really amazing and um, I love the way that you've described it described it today as well um, and we've heard a lot about high GI foods the glycemic index but what um what does this mean and how does it affect weight management okay so your glycemic index is kind of a measurement of carbohydrates. So carbohydrates being breads, pastas, fruit, vegetables, um, rice, uh, biscuits, chips, you know, all of those sort of things, potatoes, legumes. Um, so you've got, you've got low GI, and that's what we want to always work towards. So anything um, that has a fibrous content, it gives us energy for a longer period of time. Mm. Um, and the reason why we want low GI is because we don't want to be eating all the time. So if we say by lower e lower energy, when we start to feel fatigued and lethargic, we kind of do turn to the kitchen and to the pantry and to the high sugary things because they give us a pick-me-up. So that's the last thing you want. So anything with a low GI, like a really grainy bread or you know something that's going to have long-lasting energy, a granny bread sandwich or something will actually not make us hungry. And then obviously you've got to add the protein to that and the healthy fats to really ensure that you're having um, consistently small meals, not overeating, and that extended energy source rather than continuously eating high sugar, sugary things and needing more and more food. 
How do you measure the amount of food that one should eat? Because obviously a male versus a woman can be quite different. And yeah, a child sure. and And that's the tricky part because as we put on weight, we actually need more to kind of maintain that size. Um, so then as soon as you reduce your intake, you feel like you're starving yourself. And that's why yeah. so many people battle because they, they go, right, I'm going to diet. And they cut all the calories out and then they're starving for the rest of the day and then like, screw it, I'm not going to do yeah, that anymore. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so um, I suppose your average, like if you're talking calories, not that we really should talk calories, but you're, um, to maintain your diet where you are, you could say um, a man could have 2,500 calories and a lady 2,000 calories. Mm. Um, but you've got to be smart with what you eat I think if anything that's the important part I'm not saying never eat chocolate never eat chips never eat biscuits Mm. but you know have it as an occasional yeah Um, try and have protein in every meal because you won't be hungry then because they've got more sustenance it's got more sustenance it's got more staying power Um, healthy fats um, you know like your avocados things Mm. like that they really fish you know your healthy fish um, so salmon things like that um, it just stays with you. You've got that energy source, but also you're refueling the body and encouraging repair, um, good for joint health, good for clarity of the mind, things like that. And we really want to ensure that um, you're not hungry because that's when the ghrelin hormone, you know, it stimulates and then tells you you're ravenous and then you kind of lose that healthy eating that you've been doing. Um, so I suppose if you look at a plate and you imagined three quarters of it with a fabulous salad with everything in it you know green leafies tomatoes cucumbers capsicum um, put some olives in it you know you can put a little bit of feta cheese um, put your olive oil over the top you know that's good Mm. you want that and then have a small piece of fish or a piece of chicken or piece of red meat is fine but just really occasional Mm. Um, and then you know so that's the sort of eating you want to do it doesn't necessarily mean go and get a piece of bread to go with it no because I suppose, especially at the end of the day, you want to avoid those sort of refined breads. Yeah. Um, and also when you think about it, like we we make bread, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of changed the consistency of the grain from mm. how it was grown to how we eat it. Not that it's bad. I still eat yeah, sandwiches, yeah. but just to be, you know, aware that it's not great for the waistline. And yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And I suppose uh, like. Uh, idea you could do if you are trying to kind of reinvigorate your metabolism is Mm. to add snacks of exercise alongside snacks of snacks Mm. so for instance if you're going to make a coffee or a cup of tea and you know you want to have a handful of almonds or um, cheese and crackers or whatever it might be do a plank while the kettle is boiling or do 10 (laughs) press-ups or so every snack you've got to do a snack of exercise or something Mm. as well or Mm. if you're watching adverts on the tv or watching the news do squats you know Mm. something like that or um if you're at your kid's football game don't stand and watch walk around the pitch or you know just little things that you can incorporate in your day without realizing the benefits it's doing just to your metabolism it's just Mm. increasing it and your muscle mass and then every little aspect inadvertently helps with weight loss yeah well we had talked a bit on one of our blog posts about um yeah just the exercise Mm. factor and and finding something that you really love and then turning it into a habit Mm. for like 21 days and just yeah trying to do small changes 
Um, because it is, it's a behavior. And mm. as soon as you can change, and I mean, everyone has aspects in their life, you know, like perhaps they have sore joints or, you know, but there'll always be mm. something that you can do. So never let um, a negative sort of mindset take over. Just always look for something to kind of reinvent yourself if need be. Yeah, yeah. no, that's really good. Um, and yeah, again, just any other ideas on foods? that um, we should eat like you've you've pretty much covered that yeah I Um, suppose I mean like probably the best type of diet is the Mediterranean diet if you want to put a label to something mm. um you know and that's your salads and your fish and your um your cheeses there is red wine as well oh Uh, yeah (laughs) one of my faves (laughs) um and I suppose just having that sort of understanding that you know mm-hmm. mcdonald's isn't a balanced meal um actually once i was teaching and one of my students said to me i can have mcdonald's it's good for me and i was like okay explain <laughs> how this is good and it's like well there's a five plus a day you know heart health that sort of thing so there's the tomato there's the lettuce leaf there's the onion there's the tomato sauce um and there's the gherkin <laughs> and then there's a meat patty Definitely not. Um, <laughs> so that's where we kind of started speaking about trans fats and how like mm. that can affect your hormones and you actually think you need it. So it becomes like a drug, like mm. sugar does as well. Yeah. Um, so I suppose you actually have to talk yourself into understanding that you don't perhaps like that. Mm. I know we all like junk food and sugars and things like that. But oh, if yeah, you... I definitely like a cheat day once yeah. in a while. And that's good. Mm. And have your cheat day and enjoy it yeah. and go for it. But you know, like when you go to work and there's a plate of eats and everyone's like, oh, come on, you want that. Mm-hmm. Have that cake. You mm-hmm. want, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of finding a way to say no. Yeah. And you know what you want and you know what's good for mm. you. And if you're listening to this blog, you, you want a change. So Absolutely. I suppose, you know, so it's it's a matter of putting the steps in place and having that motivation to go after it. Mm. And it is easy if you just stick, make a plan and stick to it. And it sounds like everything you're providing here is such an invaluable resource. So, mm. you know, people will really take a lot away from this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely passionate about what we're doing here. Mm. <laughs> um, have you got any lasting thoughts at all that you wanted to share with anyone or a um, slogan in your house or something <laughs> that you're constantly saying over and over to your kids or don't eat that no. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> see that's great don't eat that people. no you don't need that yeah no. you don't no, need that. I suppose yeah I mean I'm I'm a mum I, I love my kids and I know they don't eat well and we we're constantly fighting the um the sugar you know the um what is it red bull and my kids would love that and so we're constantly talking about how that's so detrimental to growth and health and all that sort of thing but i suppose if anything if you know you're eating well your kids are watching what you do so you will model for them and likewise you role model for people at work and in your community so Mm -hmm. you know try and be a positive representation of health but i really really recommend supplementation to support you because Mm -hmm. when you've got that back up if you go astray you know you still got all of the micros and you know that you need that your body needs yeah Yeah, that's so good thank you so much for sharing with us debbie no worries um everyone out there make sure you subscribe to our channel uh stay connected with us on social media health fit nz and we will be seeing you next month no i won't be seeing you you will be hearing me next month (laughs) so thanks for tuning in bye